So this week, we're talking about something very, very important. Um, the event of the year in my house. Yes. Uh, the event of the year is even more important than Christmas or my birthday. Um, which means that it's Eurovision. Eurovision! Woo! Woo! Um, and as Graham Norton says, and this applies both to Eurovision and this podcast, you keep thinking this will make sense in a moment, but no. It never <laughs> makes sense. None of it. Oh, it's so true. It is. Oh. Kabluf. Hello! Hello, and welcome to the Inverruis podcast. Season three! Season three, we're here, we made it. We did it. We got Um, there. We're so happy. Um, I guess I have a few announcements to make before we actually get into our chats and talking about drinks and things. Um, First one is, we have obviously moved. Um, People might already know, people might not. We have a website whole entire website an entire website kablooffessionals.com that's kablooff.com 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 slash inverus to find us there's also other things there there's the the winfl show the western isles nfl show which is presented by ian mckinnon um, and it's everything kind of nfl related uh you can find that there too um you can also find our special features page which has exclusive bonus content by exclusive we mean you need to pay yes it's oh, only a pound it's a pound it's a not month. worth more than a pound um so we wouldn't charge more than what it was worth no never <laughs> and it's, it'll never cost more than that more than a pound no no it's It'll always gonna only, be a pound i'm saying it now this, this is where like 10 years down the line it goes up to like three pounds it and might somebody raise causes with inflation it. yeah <laughs> but um i guess proportionately it will not be any more than one pound a month to listen to the incredible bonus content that is produced from uh our brains um but yeah, so our you brains can... are a hellscape. As Graham Norton said, you keep thinking it makes sense. It, it will never make sense. <clears throat> it will never make sense. That's why it's good, though. Um, but yeah, so head over to kabloof.com. Uh, you will also find in all the episode things links to all the drinks that we have and any extra information, like any pictures that we want to share or anything like that. So yeah, go check it out. Please do. Um, so if you're new to this podcast... Every week, we drink a new drink. By the end of the episode, we will rate it. We drink all sorts of things. Um, And we have a topic of discussion. As I said right at the beginning, the topic for this episode is Eurovision, which uh, is very important to me. It is, so, yes. It's it's uh, a monumental event. This, this is just an episode on the 2022 Eurovision. We might bring up some things from previous years, but... um. I do recommend that you go and have a gander. You at, should. Yeah, I think it's all on YouTube. Um, and uh, even if is, the whole yes. show's not on YouTube, you can definitely go and see all the different songs. Uh-huh. 
Um, and I mean, you'll be able to find it on whatever your local on-demand television station thing yeah. is. Um, here it was the BBC. Um, so you can get that on the iPlayer. Uh, I'm sure. Um, other networks have similar things. Completely unsure how this works in countries that aren't in the European mm. broadcasting zone. That's also true. Um, um, because that's what Eurovision how it works. But we'll get to that. We'll get to that right yes. now. I think the important thing is that we talk about our wonderful drink for the week. Well, I hope it's wonderful. Um, I assume it'll be wonderful. Uh, I've got it here. It is a nice downpour gin. From the Isle of Uist. From the Isle of Uist, which is this middle island of the Western Isles. So it's south of me, but north of Barra. Um, and the thing I wanted to mention, actually, was all the nice stuff that came with it. It was beautifully packaged. It was amazingly it packaged. Little postcards that tell you all about the gin. We got um, we got a little. It was uh, miniatures of all their different kinds. Yes, there's three in the gift pack. Uh, we will only be rating the original downpour gin, just the straight up gin. Um, I think they have a slow gin, and they have um, I can't remember what the other one is. Like um, a rhubarb or something. I've got a pink grapefruit. And pink grapefruit, a slow that's bramb- slow and bramble. Yeah, um, slow and bramble gin and a pink grapefruit gin and um, the original. Got a lovely handwritten postcard. Um, yeah, I got that too. So I'm sweet. Read it out. Hi, Callum. Thank you for your order and support. We really appreciate it. Enjoy. Slangeva, Kate and Johnny. Um, yeah, for those who don't know, exactly Slangeva is accept. big cheers yeah, okay. in Gaelic. <laughs> yeah, um, Slangeva. Um, but yeah, um, cheers, that's exactly sorry. what was written in mine, except it didn't say Callum. It said Claire. It would be kind of weird if it said Callum, I suppose. Yeah, um, I would have been. I would have laughed. <laughs> me too. Oh man! Um, Next time we need to start ordering things as Colin Bain. Um, we do, we do. That would be so funny. Uh, um, <laughs> that's an in joke. I'm not explaining it. No. Anyway, um, I'm going to taste the gin on its own, um, and then I'm going to pour it into some tonic. Oh, nice. I am only going to try it on its own because I have no mixers. Um, but I'm pouring it into a Harris gin glass, so I don't know if that's, like, rude or... Um... Oh, that's really nice, Callum. Is it? Mm-hmm. I've only just poured it I out really like it. Look at this now. Oh, it smells um, quite strong. It is quite strong gin. gin. I don't know if you're catching the sound of it pouring out the little miniature bowl. Actually, what I was going to say is that Ooh. the... Um, it's lovely. Cool. Um, the, the the miniature bottles are actually quite big. Yeah, um, I was just going to say that. They, they're, I mean, I don't know what size they are. It's quite generous. I think it's 5CL, so like 550ml. Yeah. That sounds right. I mean, I think that's actually a standard miniature size, but I don't know if it's just because the um, whiskey shop that we had bought our previous miniatures from, it was just literally like a teeny tiny amount. I'm not even sure it was 5CL. Yeah, but, this um, is like a, an actual drams where it's a lovely little bottle. Well, actually, more than um, that. But the the packaging, as I said, is just outrageously good. Um, yeah, um, ten out of yeah, ten well, for for presentation and packaging. Oh yeah, 100%. And actually, though, I mean, I mean, I suppose I'm very close to used, but like delivery time was great. What I'm gonna do is just quickly Google what botanicals are in downpour gin. Um, we did get an information thing with it, but uh, mine is in my kitchen, and now I'm I've not got getting mine up. Here, let me if I find it. 
Uh, so the actual bottle is beautiful as well. Like the the full size bottle is gorgeous. Oh yeah. More botanicals, bolder flavors. Clear in the bottle, cloudy in the glass. Downpour gin bursts into life with a splash of tonic, releasing essential oils from specially selected botanicals, citrus, spice, and a punch of wild Hebridean heather, drenching you in a big bold, uh, drenching you in big bold flavors. You can taste in every drop. Drop. No oh, man, I can't speak. And I see, see the smell of it. Ah. Uh-huh. With the, because I only have a little bit of tonic in it. There's a weird spicy smell to it. Like it smells um kind of coriander or what's what do you call it in America? Cilantro is that Cilantro. What you call it in America? Yeah. But yeah. and and here it's coriander. There's a very slight coriander y smell to it. It's lovely. Um, um so far. I mean we'll it smells it great. End. It tastes well, it tastes great so far. Um we'll see if that changes throughout the day. Um but first things first then. How was your week? My week. Yeah. Um, it's been tiring. Um, you'll probably get this from me every single time you ask, but yeah, I have a two-year-old and he still doesn't consistently sleep, so I spend a lot of my time just being very tired. Um, but as of this recording, like it's my weekend. I work part time, so my weekend is a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and I am very glad that I have the weekend to just relax because I'm quite sleepy. That's um, good. But yeah, not nothing major's happened. Obviously, I watched Eurovision. That was awesome. Um, had some family over. My my brothers, your other cousins, and our cousin Stephen. Ah yes, over. that was great. Um, and I made a bunch of sangria. Hmm. And I, we had different beers from different European countries that were in Eurovision. Oh, amazing! Yeah, and it was it was a good time. Ah, oh, I'm jealous. Um, I wasn't I wasn't there. Yeah. <laughs> You should have come. But... I should have. I was going to. Um, but then work. But then I got a new job, so, yeah. Fancy, fancy new job. I'm sure we'll go into that in future episodes. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, aside from that, not much has really been going on. I have a very chilled out life. I do housework. I do work work. I look after my kids. I go take them to play dates. I go to their plays at school and drama class. And oh. that's my life. Um, I did book a trip to Aaron. That was exciting. Oh, nice. But that's not until October. So, because um, I figured, like, I've been to the Outer Hebrides quite a bit. I go there all the time. Um, so I'm going to try and explore, like, the Inner Hebrides and some of the other islands. Uh-huh. Of Scotland, because why not? There's so much to explore and see. Um, it always amazes me, like how much diversity there is in our tiny ass country. Oh, it's teeny tiny, and there's like so much diversity. It's it's mad, and like I I've barely even scratched the surface in traveling in our own country. Like, yeah, I haven't even been to all of the cities. Um, like there's seven cities, isn't there? Um. But, like, I think that's the the good thing about living in Scotland, and it's something that I really appreciate, is that I live out in the countryside, but the countryside on the mainland is 45 minutes away from a city. Obviously, I think the further north you go, you know, 
you maybe don't have 40 minutes to to get to a city relatively cheap i mean you do if you catch a plane but the plane mm. is very expensive silly expensive um, but yeah yeah so like i think as i said that the good thing is that i have the countryside i have a beach i have the woods i have hills that i can go walking in um there's lock tom so i have a lock near me um but if i if i want to get away from the countryside i can just hop on a train and in 45 minutes i'm in glasgow and from there you know you really have access to all of the cities um because you can go to sterling perth dundee inverness aberdeen um you can pretty much go to all of the cities just from glasgow so it's it's kind of great to live in a small country yeah definitely <clears throat> excuse me that was a tangent <laughs> how has your week been callum um well i got covid he did <laughs> i did i got through so i did so well and it's now at kind of the what feels like the end of the line in regards in the whole like covid thing or at least coming close to the end of the line especially as yeah, we're getting yeah, into yeah. summer um and I did. I got COVID. Uh, I don't feel particularly sick. Um, I feel like I have a cold, um, which is good. Um, but it means because of um, my new job, which uh, is... Um, I'm a trainee sound engineer for film and TV and stuff, which is exciting. Um, but the production that I'm not allowed to talk about right now... Um, that I'm on, uh, the COVID policy means I can't go to work. <laughs> Which sucks. It definitely sucks. Yeah. Um, I think the other thing is as well, like your dad came to the mainland. Uh, Calum and his dad live in the same house. Uh-huh. So I'm assuming either your dad isn't coming back until you're better, or if he does come back, you'll just have to like sort of seclude yourself. Yeah. Well, the annoying thing is, um, when uh, when Dad had COVID and he was in the house, I didn't get it, and we were in the yeah. same house, and I was like, "You oh. just kind of shut yourself off, though, didn't you?" Yeah, I did. I, well, I I locked him upstairs and said, "You're not allowed to come down." <laughs> because the old man that lives in the attic. Yes. Oh man. We keep him up there yeah. because of his diseases. To be um, fair, if if you're going to get COVID. This is the point in the pandemic you want to have it because we have vaccines, we've all had boosters. If you're not clinically vulnerable, it probably isn't going to be too bad. Like, yeah. whereas back at the start, it's like it was far more of a risk if you weren't vaccinated. Oh, yeah. Um, and, um, like, I, I mean, I have, I have no concern for myself. You know, I'm not a particularly unhealthy young person. So, like, my chances of getting seriously ill are very low. Um, it could still happen, but it can happen, but it's less likely for me than for sure, for than sure. uh, people who uh, have you know vulnerabilities and conditions. And all sorts yeah, of um, so I'm I'm not too worried about it. It's just kind of a bit of a bummer that I can't go to work. Um, but hey, oh, it is it's what it okay. is. You can record the podcast, and that is ultimately the most important thing in your entire life. And well, it is, yes. Uh, it also means I can, um, you know, do, do a little bit of admin and stuff, update yeah. our fancy shiny website, and blah, 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 blah. Yep. 
Um, but you yes. should be getting on with. <laughs> Speaking of getting on, Eurovision. Song cost. Song cost. Song contest. Twenty twenty two. What was the tagline this year? Was it like the sound of beauty? The or sound something? of beauty. Yeah. Oh man, some of those songs were not the sound of beauty. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, to be fair, it was a very strong year. I think Eurovision has been getting better and better more recently. I will say, I don't think there was like a bad song. No, well, I there were songs I didn't like. I'll put it that way. Um, and I actually found the ones that were hyped up the most were ones that I just didn't like. <laughs> what? So I mean hyped up as in um Graham Norton was like, this one's amazing. And I was like Oh right, okay. Um I, I have things to say about Graham, Graham fine, Norton. Like Sweden. Sweden did really well. Um and I am gonna just double check that this is the song I'm thinking of. But um yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold Me Closer, um, by Cornel- Cornelia Jacobs for Sweden. Um that one was like really popular, very, very popular with the crowd that was there and some of pe- some uh-huh. of the people were singing along and everything, and Graham Norton was like, Oh, this one's a favorite, it's really, really good. And I just wasn't blown away. You know, it's not like um, Euphoria, when, when Euphoria by Laureen won. Mm-hmm. I remember that was really hyped up, and that was like in the charts and stuff. Um, and people were like, it's amazing, it's so good. And when I heard it, I was like, okay, this is a good song. Like, I love this song so much. And I'm not sure if, like, I probably need to go back and listen to it. Because one of the things that I found with this year's song contest was that there was a period of time during it where like there were seven or eight songs that were emotional ballads and they were all clumped together like yep. one after the other and that there was there was that point because i actually um uh obviously i'd only watched some of it um and today i decided to just rewatch all of it um and it was that point where i stopped watching last time um mm. and even like today i was like all right i paused it and i was like i need to go make a cup of tea because i was I don't want to say I was bored. It was just a lot of sad boys. Well, that, yeah. that was the, the other thing. So there's a song by Switzerland that was the fifth in the running order, the fifth song to come on. Is uh, that the... the, the um, boys Do Cry. Boys by Do Cry. Ma- uh, Marius Bear. Yes. And her guy got zero in the public vote. I know. Her First boy, of all. Because it wasn't a terrible song. And that was the other thing that I found was that every <clears> single <throat> singer was an incredible singer. Mm-hmm. Um, apart from maybe, sorry, I love the Rasmus, but I felt like their performance was shockingly bad and the song was shockingly bad and it was the only one I was like, I my notes, this song. My like, notes for said, the Rasmus <laughs> literally says, haven't aged a day, yellow strings. <laughs> <laughs> but like, um, I think the thing is, like, as I was saying, I didn't really like Hold Me Closer by Cornelia Jacobs, but just because I didn't like it doesn't mean it was bad, whereas I feel like the Rasmus, compared with everything else that was there, it just didn't hold a candle. What? And I felt like that was a real shame. Yeah, um, mostly because I, I really like the Rasmus. I and, love the Rasmus. Um, also, um, I, I genuinely know. think, like... Um, in in real life, like his voice is really good. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but it was eh, it was okay. What it felt like was like that mid set song that is just like a song that you'd throw in your set because it's a song yeah, that you it, do in or, between or all it, your bangers. It, it's like song five on an album with like seven yeah. hits and that's not one of them. Um the, the other thing was that any time Graham Norton said the Rasmus, I was just like, oh, oh. Me too. Me too. Because <laughs> oh, oh. that's one of my karaoke songs. Um, and the Shadows by the Rasmus. Because it reminds me of my youth. Um, but yeah. So, like, I think the standard of singers was insane. The amount of times I was like, I don't really, I'm not feeling this song, but the person singing it is immeasurably talented. Yeah. Um, um, Slow Mo by Spain was one of the favourites, which shocked me because I was really I thought, surprised. I um, like people were like, "It's so good, it's so good, it's so good," um, and the whole crowd was singing along. But I felt like they were kind of off key for most of the actual performance. And I know it's a song contest, so you're really looking at the song. Obviously, how they perform on the night does matter because the public uh-huh. voting. A lot of these people have never, they didn't watch the semi-finals and they didn't know who was there for which country. So mm-hmm. their impression of the song is going to be impacted by their perform- performance. Um, So I just, I, it, it was another one. It was very much like Sweden's entry where I was like, okay, I've been told this is amazing, but I'm not blown away. I mean, it felt like even, like even the song though, it just felt like early 2000s pop that's like um like the 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 kind of like rinse and repeat christina aguilera's like that's yeah, yeah, that's yeah, what yeah, it yeah. felt like and i was like well i felt i felt sorry for them because i felt like if they've got the key if and i think that's the other thing as a performer as a singer myself i know that when you start singing something and you're you're off key it's incredibly difficult to bring it back. Yeah. Like, really hard to get back on track mid-song without stopping and starting again. Uh-huh. Um, so, like, big, huge props for continuing. It wasn't that off-key. It wasn't that bad at all. But I think, as I said, because the standard of singers was so high, uh-huh. it was noticeable, and I felt bad for that, because normally yeah. what happens is there's at least three acts a year that, like, you're like, oh, my God, it's off-key, you know? Um, um but um i think i think it's one of those things that it's hard to or it's easy to forget that it's really difficult to sing just one song mm. and do that well like especially when you're performing like well, like getting no that performance that you've got um obviously you do your backstage warm-ups but it's not the same as getting no. like two or three songs into a set and then well, being like gig warmed up you can't shake off the nerves the same way when it's no. just one song. Um, um, it's incredibly difficult. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, this is... The thing is, Eurovision is, like, if I could change the laws of reality and become a famous singer, like, Eurovision is my dream. Like, my big unachievable dream that will never happen in my lifetime. I disagree. If we're going to do it. We're going to do it. <laughs> Kettle tap. Um, but... If I could sing on any stage, it would be the Eurovision stage. Um, First of all, 
well, first of all, I guess I said first of all a bunch of times today. Um, like twelfth of all, that stage <laughs> is incredible. I was waiting the... for someone to fall into the fountain. The Me whole too. Time. It, but it looks it looked amazing. It looked, um, it um, it was the lighting was fantastic. oh my god. Who whoever whoever did the lighting? Oh my goodness. They probably don't need a race. They're probably making a lot of money. But um, <laughs> if they're not probably making the a lot of money, they need a race. In the whole of Italy. Like, let's be real. Um, so what was your favorite song out of everything that played? Mm-hmm. My honest, I'm, I'm going to be honest here. <laughs> I think the UK is the song is my favorite song. What, really? Yeah. Sam Ryder Spaceman. I really, really liked it. Do you know, I didn't care so much about the song. He's a fantastic singer. Maybe, like, I maybe part of it was the before. performance. Um, but I like I didn't I didn't go into this uh having <laughs> listened to any of the songs. Same, uh, I always go in blind every single year. I go in but, blind as blind as I possibly can. Uh, I think the also, final, I don't watch the semi I think also he benefited from being after Australia. Oh, for sure, definitely. Because Australia did the whole huge big like set piece performance that you expect at least one or two people to yeah do. He um, had the, the stairs and the big costume and the stupid mask i really liked him i must say i like i Australia. liked him a lot but also like i i i don't know i just i felt like there was there was it was more stuff than song Oh, for sure, but um, that's Eurovision. That's Eurovision. <laughs> um, but, like, I thought um, I thought the chord progression for the UK song was awesome. His Spaceman song had a great chord mm-hmm. progression. First of all, what a voice as well. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. As I said, like, I, I knew about him before Eurovision because, obviously, he was huge on TikTok. Uh, oh, Rider. right. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, it's weird because I don't even have TikTok. I don't use TikTok, but I knew about him. Yeah. That is how big he was. That's um, mad. Um, I think the real benefit, and this is something the UK needs to learn from in future, is that Sam Ryder unapologetically wanted to be there. Like, yeah, I it's think... clear that he really enjoyed himself. He really wanted to be at Eurovision. He embraced what Eurovision is. And I think yeah. so many of the UK singers don't. It's singers that the BBC's like, oh, do you want to go? We need someone to go. And, like, obviously, yeah. I don't know the actual facts behind any of it. But it's but always it... felt like to me that the, the UK has, like, all the all the artists, or at least they've been put across in such a way that they're, they're there as, no, we're serious artists. We're here to show you that we're better than this. Well, and... I think historically there's an arrogance to oh the yeah, UK's Eurovision entry, um, and there wasn't that with Sam Ryder. He was just so happy, yeah. so positive, and that's what I want to see going forward. I think part, I think that's like mostly the reason we did so well. Um, other than the fact that I think the song was great, but uh, um, because uh, you know, in the past, everyone's like, oh, it's all political voting. They would never vote for us because blah 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 blah, but. Really, if you just go in with the right attitude, actually, people will vote for you. For sure, a hundred percent. Um, but what was your uh, what was so your favorite song? My favorite song, the song I voted for a few different songs. 
Okay, right. But... I'm gonna I'm gonna guess one. I'm gonna put my finger on this one, and I'll tell you if that's what you got. Right. I'm what waiting. did you choose? Uh, the first one I voted for was Subwoofer. <laughs> Give that wolf a banana from Norway. <laughs> because for me, it was so good. It was so. It was I, okay. Yeah, carry on. <laughs> it's so rare to get a song by an artist that is there that is doing the Eurovision comedy song, almost like the weird concept that you wouldn't see anywhere else. Uh huh. And for it to be such a high, high standard. <laughs> like, the also, song was great. That the, came with the best backstory. Oh, the stupid backstory about them being like, like born 64 on the moon. million years old. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, but it was it was fantastic. And I keep going. Um, I'll just be sitting, like, doing my work or whatever, being like, and before that wolf eats my grandma, give that wolf a banana, give that wolf. Constantly. Because it's stuck in my head. It's so good. Also, you should check out Subwoofer's YouTube because they've been doing um, kind of risky <laughs> oh. but, uh, parodies of other songs. They did a parody <laughs> of... Jolene called Turin because obviously Eurovision was in Turin this year. Um, and it's really funny. They did another one that's a parody of you know that baby, 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 oh, oh song yeah, yeah. by um yeah, yeah, by Justin Bieber. A parody of that called Dragma, <laughs> which is about <laughs> grandma in drag, because obviously the whole song that they sang at Eurovision is about wolves eating grandmas, and that's why you should give them bananas. Um, but I loved it. I loved it because it was so Eurovision. As I said, you don't get that anywhere else. It's the only sort of kind of seriously taken stage where you're going to get something that stupid. Mm -hmm. um, and I love it. It's like the only time of the year I can really listen to that sort of stuff without having to go and seek it out. It comes to me. Yeah. The other <laughs> um, thing that impressed me by them is that they wore those those masks for like four hours. Nobody knows who they actually are. No. And like, you know, to wear, first of all, those kind of like um, morph body suit morph suit things yeah. for like, well, I assume more than four hours because they'd have been wearing them before. Plus that mask. They must have been so sweaty. Mm. I loved the way in the green room as well. They kept like, at any time the presenter was next to them, they were like trying to hug him and <laughs> Trying stuff. to hug Mika and he was like, Okay. Help, help, help. <laughs> it was so good. Um, I also voted for France because apparently this wasn't a popular opinion because they came in 24, I think. Uh -huh. They only had 17 points. Um oh, I, loved, I loved it. It was um my notes are so cool, exclamation mark. Great yeah. marriage of traditional and modern. Like I thought it was awesome. Um, their lighting was incredible. Their um, their staging was really good. It was a good use of the space without doing like an like without an insane amount of choreography and stuff. Um, oh, it was awesome! It was I fantastic. thought I it thought it was really, really witchy cool. Vibes. Yeah, like, um, it was great. The melody was great, and I I just thought like the construction of the song was really cool as well. And it, oh, was, it was like excellent. a great marriage so of like that um sort of mystical traditional sound with yeah, you know yeah. um modern music i thought it was awesome speaking of that 
The winner, obviously, was Ukraine. Yes. I loved their song. I thought it was I've really good. I've seen so many people go on about how Eurovision's political and this proves it because, sorry no. if you've said that, I know that you don't probably sound like that weird impression that I just did of you, but that's how I think of you. You definitely do. That's how you sound. Um, because, like, Eurovi- uh, Eurovision is so political because Ukraine won and uh, the UK, who's been supporting Ukraine, came second, right? Can I just say that if, if there was no public voting... The UK Ukraine would have come came, first. Ukraine would have come like eighth or something or tenth? Third or fourth. Third or fourth or something. It was no, like, it, was, it, it was, was lower than that. It was on the left-hand side. But yeah. it was like not anywhere near first place. Um, And so if you're saying it's political, you're saying that the public voted politically. The judges did not. If you're saying yeah. that Ukraine winning is political. um, Because that's the way it is now. It, it, like... It's lovely to see. I absolutely enjoy thoroughly the uh, representatives from the different countries handing out the points on their video calls that don't work properly <laughs> because it wouldn't be Eurovision without that. That's true. I did do but the best one. I it can't remember really who it was. It doesn't really matter anymore, really. Um, but it was uh, whoever it was, and they just kept talking. And then oh, the presenter so was good. like, "What? But yeah, can you give us your twelve points, please?" Oh, the presenters <laughs> end up being so rude in the end. It's great. Um, just 12 points I, please I actually adored the Kalush Orchestra's Stefania and I'm saying the names so that you can go and google these if you want uh-huh. if you haven't heard them already um, because again it's that what you were saying with France this, this clashing of the traditional with the modern um, and they did that last year there was uh, Shim was the song by Goa um, and they did a more like sort of EDM mixed with traditional Ukrainian music. Um, and I loved it last year. A lot of people didn't. It wasn't everybody's cup of tea. But I actually feel like the Kalush Orchestra pulled off a very similar thing where the song was actually excellent and the rapping merged seamlessly. Like, it, it mm-hmm. wasn't like, oh, this is like rap mixed with traditional music. It just sounded like a song. Yeah. Even though those elements were both in it. It just merged so beautifully and so perfectly. Um, and it was a great song. Oh, it opinion. was. It was an awesome song. Um, and, yeah, it was one of those things. Because going in, I, I already knew the the outcome because I saw it after Oh, yeah, you the, would the have. Because you didn't watch it on the night, whereas I watched yeah. it on the night um, every year. And then my, like, my, my immediate response was like, ah, yes, of course Ukraine won, blah, 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 blah. But then when I saw Ukraine's, like, actual performance, I was like, do you know what? No, like, I, I completely it. I completely believe that they won on the merits of the song because the song's really good. For sure. Um, um, I can't remember what country sang the country and western song. Uh, I will tell you. Uh, it was <laughs> Iceland. And yeah. my notes for that yeah, was right, dreamlike called... country and western. <laughs> it was very strange. It it was because sometimes you do see a country and western song on Eurovision, even though country and western is typically American. Yes. Um, I've seen it a few times, you know. But the weirdest thing for me about this song was that the staging was so understated. They kind of looked like a trad band that you would get at a Kaylee in the in terms of like they were just standing still. <laughs> like, yeah. It was that that it, there was a weird 
it was very soft and it was really nice to listen to, but at the same time, there was no performance. It was weird. Um, like even listening to it, um, it felt like it felt like a scene in a con in a in a, like a western movie, yeah, where yeah. the main character has been poisoned, and there's a band playing. And his his hearing's going, and he's like, "Oh man, I need to get this poison out of my system." And then some ominous music plays underneath. Um, it was it was it felt like they were singing, but it was in a dream, and it was weird. Yep. And their choreography was weird because it was choreographed because they turned to look at the cameras one way. No, yeah, exactly. And then they turned the other way, but. It was also completely unchoreographed in the sense that they didn't do anything. They just sang a really soft song. Um, but, like, I do feel, as I was saying about Switzerland, boys do cry. That really set the tone this year. Because yeah. the majority of songs were sad. They were sad, sad boys ballady. singing bad, not bad songs. They weren't bad at all. But sad, sad boys singing sad songs. And there's nothing wrong with that. I do like a, a good sad boy. <laughs> like, that was the thing. That was what I kept saying. It was, oh, it's another sad boy. <laughs> you know? So many. I hope everyone cheers up for next year. I hope the cost yeah. of living crisis is solved so that everyone can write happy songs again. <laughs> um, I suppose, like, was it was it Italy's? I think it was Italy's. It was the two guys. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Again, I thought that was quite, um, I don't want to say it was pitchy, but it was, it wasn't quite hitting the mark compared to a lot of the it other wasn't singers. There. It wasn't quite there, But 100%. Uh, and again, like, uh, that was kind of in that, like, um, again, that sort of ballady vibe, which there was a lot of, which I guess it kind of suffers from, because there's, there's loads of them. It would have been better if it had been more... Or I know it's a draw, so they draw who goes in what order. Yeah, but... but it, I think it would have been nicer if we'd had a really upbeat, like, big song followed by, you know, the ballad, followed by one of those traditional merge yeah. songs with, like... Yeah, like... If the styles are so a bit more jumbled, stuff. it would have been great. Um, the one thing I will say about Italy's performance, though, is that space-age, like, table-piano thing... Um, I want it. I want it. Um, because that was cool. Probably um, not even a real piano. But... No, it was definitely an electric piano with a weird table, like, stuck to it. But, like, it was still cool. Considering, and this is something I think that I would love them to go back to, I know they never will. But back in the olden days, I think as late as the 90s, it was a live orchestra um, that played the music. Um, because I remember watching, I was in 1998, I think they still had the live orchestra when they were, 1998, uh, it was held in the UK, because I think Katrina and the Waves won that year, um, not that year, the year before, so 1997, I think, I might be getting mixed up, but I know Katrina and the Waves won and then it was held in like Birmingham or somewhere in the UK, um, but I think the first one I remember watching was in 1994, um, and they definitely had a live orchestra back then. So I, I just, I would love it if, even if the artists could play their own instruments. Like, I know. There was, the bands um... and stuff. Because it just, I think it would add that, because I think the Rasmus would have done better if they weren't rhyming. It's that whole Top of the Pops thing. I remember when Top yeah. of the Pops was on. 
the performances on top of the pops a lot of the time were really lackluster and kind of tepid mm. and i think it was because the artist couldn't perform themselves well that's obviously it. the singing is live the singing is live but the instrumentation is um that's uh, something that i think germany fell short on um was i'm a sucker for live looping right yep but first of all like even if he played like the first like thing after that he was not live looping and he didn't use like three yeah. quarters of the instruments that were on the stage the entire performance <laughs> i actually liked the song i thought it was good like, like bit, but considering the entire performance was based around the concept of as you're saying live looping and doing those like live effects considering that it kind of felt flat performance wise for me because i it, there was no suspension of disbelief because i know it's not yeah <laughs> real i know it's 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 a performance and i know that they are you know they have to mind there's no choice it is what it is it's just a shame you know I know. And I, I think uh, it would be amazing if Eurovision went back to being live music all the, like, the whole way. Oh, yeah, 100%. Uh, I would enjoy it so much more. Um, and I'd enjoy it a lot already, so. Oh, yeah. It, it just, I, I think, yeah. I mean, I mean, unfortunately for Germany, they, they got um, six points. But I think part of that is just because the live looping part wasn't live looping and it was very obviously not live looping yes. and like they had a drum kit on the stage and like three electric guitars and amps and stuff he started uh, like he did like a piano thing hit the electronic pad picked up the acoustic and that was it like <laughs> why are these there um, so stupid what did you think of the um obviously this isn't i don't even know if you watched it but i i this isn't to do with the contest. Well, it is. It's to do with the big event. What did you think of the intermission performances? Um. Okay. Right. Manis Maniskin. 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 The the band that won it last year. Maniskin. Incredible. Um, they are so good. It's was not fair. Awesome. Like even though he'd hurt his foot or his ankle or something. He like. And he like uh, for like when he said, "Oh yeah," he was sort of like, "Oh yeah, yeah." I mean, it's probably just like, "Oh yeah," he hurt himself. He looked like in it's so he was much like, pain. Oh, he was like wincing and like they were and asking then... him questions, and you could tell that he was like, "Please stop." Please can I stop. can I just I sit to... down now? And then they're like, "Do one more, go sing and then for us." Like, it was short and sweet, and you're like, "Yeah," because he's in yeah, pain. He definitely like, needs to man. sit down. And he was like, it was. Yeah, and he hobbled off stage. But wow, what a voice. Can I just say they're all hot? <laughs> yeah. Have you ever seen a group of more attractive people all playing music together at once? No. Like, normally what happens is you'll see a band and like different people will find different people hot, but every single member of Maniskin is hot. Oh, undeniably yeah. hot. They're all attractive. Um, It, it is insane. It's just they're... they're a god tier band on so many levels. I love them. Um, I'm really glad they're doing well as well because like, they've gone to America and they're doing fantastic yeah. for themselves. Um, they, they, I mean, they look like a good band to see. Um, oh my god, if I could see them live, I would. Oh, yeah. Um, they definitely have the benefit of being a band band as well. 
Um, yeah, for sure. It's really nice to see a band band do well, um, especially off something like Eurovision. Um, well, like Lordy won it a few years back, and they are a band band, even yeah. though they're a gimmicky band band. They're still a band. Um, and it's like the Rasmus. That's why I think it was a shame. I I like would have loved to have seen them do well. Oh yeah. Um, but it's it's kind of the way it is. Hundred um, percent. What did you think of Mika's performance? I really liked it. I will say this. Man, his voice has aged really well. Oh, it's beautiful. Um, it's incredible. And obviously that comes with like training and good technique and all that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like y- you see it a lot with people, especially um guys who like in their the younger part of their career sing really high all the time and they get like do all those like like high notes and even like do a lot of compression and stuff Uh, but he's still got it he's clearly you know nailed the whole vocal care part because a lot of these guys you see like after like five ten years that they they start to lose their like their vocal range and you know what a good example of that is and this is a tangent this is today's tangent probably um see deep purple yes see if you listen i can't remember his name but the, the lead singer from deep purple if you listen to him now, he sounds like kind of like he can't do it anymore, but he's still trying. Yeah, it's Anything like they've kind of just on. dragged him out of the casket and went, right, you're singing once I again. The reason I know that is because he, um, I can't remember what game it was, but um, he worked with uh, Nobu, Nobu Umatsu. I'm tripping over my words now, this gin is real hitting. Um, mm. But... Uh, he he collabed with uh, Uematsu from Final Fantasy fame uh, on a video game, and he was really trying. Like Uematsu had written him this song, and he was really trying, but he didn't sound good. <laughs> Ugh, um, I mean, it, but, it's but, it sucks, but it's it does. You know, it's but it's the way of it, and you find a lot of the old rock guys just can't hack it anymore because they shredded their voice. <laughs> Which a is lot of them, a massive I, I imagine, shame. Yeah, I think a lot of rock bands as well, like especially ones that just started randomly, a lot of the guys that are in rock bands didn't come from a place of, I went for vocal training in my yeah. youth, you know? So a lot of these guys, if they had vocal training, it's because they are now professional singers. Mm-hmm. So they don't come from that basis, and it's something they probably have to learn. And yeah. if they don't learn it, and if they don't keep it up, it's never going to stick. You know, and it's but a shame. then on the other hand, you look at someone like Ronnie James Dio. Oh God! And I was watching a, I was watching a performance of um, him. We were we were doing um, uh, Rainbow in the Dark uh, at the Classic Rock Night, um, and uh, I was watching the, one of the live performances. The guy was like sixty something during this performance, and damn, the fact that he could still do it. At 60 you know who something. else is f- incredible? Um, Iggy Pop. I think Iggy Pop is yeah. fantastically. Um, and who else? Uh, I think Steve Tyler's like incredible. He was incredible when he was young. <laughs> yeah. It makes me so sad that we don't have Freddie Mercury anymore. I know. Because I would love to hear what he, you know, where he went because he did come from a basis of singing. Like, yes. He had that toolkit, so. It, and it just is shit. <laughs> like, big tangent. But 
there we go. I loved it. I loved um, Mika's performance. I thought it was... I thought it was really good. I thought he chose the right songs. Yeah, it was appropriate for Eurovision. Um, um, especially Eurovision in a year where there's war in Europe. Uh-huh. Um, I think that, All that, of that fitted. That feel-good, like... Just let's oh, love each other. Let's do it. Spread the love. Just oh, um. I mean, I I unashamedly love Mika anyway, but um, you can't not. I was so happy he was there, even though yeah. there were a few moments in his prese- presentation <laughs> it was where rubbish. He was... He's a rubbish presenter. It was that like I'm standing here with Spain. Oh wait, oh, no, no wait, it's, it's not Romania. <laughs> in fairness, you and Romania were doing their thing. I thought they were Spain. Really? I loved Romania. I wasn't expecting that from Romania at all. My notes um, were it was very catchy. Very catchy. He had the shiniest trousers of the night. <laughs> and oh, he did. But he also looked like he probably had, like, out of, like, the top five, had the most amount of fun. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I loved their performance. Again, like, for me, a lot of Eurovision is the, the performance itself, not just the song. Um, oh yeah, and again, I think that's why the United Kingdom did so well as they did because Sam Ryder loved every second of that, and he was so happy. The, the funny thing is, seeing the right, <laughs> there's always in Eurovision. If you haven't seen it before, there's always a moment uh, before each song where they'll introduce the band to you while showing you something from. <laughs> the country that's hosting its culture usually not always but usually and this year they they sent a, like a drone around italy and were filming different like sort of tourist spots and like places of note in italy um and projected these really awful like short footages of like the artists um, and was... i remember like so it weird. Bizarre. It's always weird. That bit is but always weird. It's never good. The other it's thing is, really I, awkward I, I don't know do why they animated a uh, like projector drone thing. Like, what was like? Why was I it don't there? Know. Very strange. But um, when Sam Riders came up, when when the UK, when it was UK, and here's the artist projected on some cliffs. Um, I looked at him and I was like, honestly, and I didn't think of this before, even though I'd heard of the guy. Has the UK just made an artist? Like, they've just picked the most Eurovision-looking person in existence because he just looks like he's on Eurovision. Just naturally. It's very weird. Uh, And then Graham Norton made a comment to the same effect. He's like, oh, they've genetically engineered a Eurovision star. (laughs) Um, But yeah... um, So I, I, I even hate the fact that I'm going on about the UK because I usually get really annoyed. And I think it's because we're from the UK. I have that like, yeah. specific. I have the bitterness of someone who lives here. But um, also, like, like for the past like between ten and twenty years, we've just not had that good like performers slash songs. Yeah. Um. And and then like we went through a period where we were sending like Engelbert Humperdinck and like Bonnie Tyler and like people who. You know, you've you've heard of them, but they're not like big right now. It's like, oh, we'll send these people who, you know, classic people, and you're like, why though? Like, I'm not being ageist because I think it would be amazing to send like 
Because remember, Russian grannies. Obviously, Russia wasn't in it this year for obvious reasons, quite yes. rightfully, in my opinion. I agree. Um, but... but, like, I like it when there's, like, a different mixture of different ages and stuff um, and different styles. And I think that's the joy of Eurovision. And that's why I get sad when there's, like, 17 ballads clumped together in a row because I, I come here to see something different, to maybe open my mind and like let me go oh well that artist was incredible i'm gonna go on spotify and look them up um because i can't remember the name of the band but there was a band from hungary quite a few years back um and it was a metal band um and they sang the song i'm probably butchering the pronunciation of that but like i listen to that in my free time all the time and i downloaded their album like the album that had just come out with that single on it and they were incredible, and they're part of my Spotify rotation now. Um, and Eurovision's fantastic if you're looking to listen to something a bit different that you've never listened to yeah, before. Yeah, 100%. Um, like, um, and, and that's why it's great when you get something like Verka Sadushka, um, who will live on in infamy um, as one of the most famous like, Eurovision entries of all time. Because even though it's like out there and a bit dumb and kind of stupid is something different you know and i think it's great that there's a vehicle that everyone has access to hopefully well not everyone but you know a lot of people have access to where they have the opportunity to listen to music that they possibly would never think to listen to music from different cultures and different countries and different languages um and anything that encourages people to be open-minded in my opinion it's fantastic. What did you think of Serbia, actually? Because that song was political. Um, and ah, I haven't yes. heard anybody right. complaining okay. about it being political in terms of that. I hate when people go on about Eurovision as political because the thing is, it is political in some ways, but as a thing, it isn't. The only way Eurovision is like overtly political is in the sense of it happened after World War II. They were trying to bring Europe together. And how is togetherness a wrong, bad, political thing? Like, how <laughs> is that true. wrong? Yeah. How um, is that bad? Because it's, it's political, warning. Claire. Because but it's yeah. political. Serbia's um, song was very political, but specific to Serbia. It wasn't a European political thing. It was all about healthcare for artists um, and singers and, you know. And it did fantastically well. It got like 312 points. <laughs> I am. I wasn't expecting that. I am surprised at how well it did. However, I would like if I was if I was to make like the top thingy, I would probably have put them like fourth or fifth. So because I, I really liked it. it, I thought I it was enjoyed it cool because I did acting, I did drama, I've done like it was some... art. It was art. Yeah, it was. A also, piece of her art. hands have never been cleaner. Exactly, and and th these COVID times. Yeah. That can't be a bad thing. Can't be um, a bad I, thing. I loved that the public responded to it. It was great. I, I loved. I loved, so I loved like the the we the, <laughs> the the point givers every time that they gave points to Serbia, they would just do the the little hand wash. It's that's it. It's a little. It's a symbol now. It is. It's and great. I'm, I'm really happy because they managed to take a political message from their country that is very important. And display it to Europe, like yeah, yeah. This is a problem in our country. 
and, and like, like they did it in it like it, they did it tastefully as well like the yeah like it wasn't like oh my god it wasn't over i think if you didn't know what it was about previously you wouldn't yeah um yeah, for sure you wouldn't have thought about it that way you just went this is a weird song they're weirdos you know um but yeah i i just i had a great time watching eurovision this year and i, loved I thought it was amazing almost all of it um, i think i went over the ones i didn't but see if i didn't mention it i really enjoyed it I okay just... oh well okay right before we before we wrap up because we are running out of time uh we are sadly <laughs> um a couple of things that needs to be mentioned uh first of all uh very middle of the road um but i really enjoyed uh actually they were in 14th position and they were 14th on lithuania um i loved the vibe of their song i thought it was great i felt like if it was if baz lerman directed a james bond movie a hundred percent yes um yes, 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 that's yes, yes. what it sounded like to me um and if you're gonna look it up it's sentimental by monica liu I thought it was great. I really liked it. Uh, I would have put it way higher, um, but everyone just thought it was more average. Um, I think and... because it came in that sort of ballady yeah, segment for of the sure. show. Um, one that did way better, and uh, that it definitely benefited coming after the long spell of ballads was Moldova. With their fever that, dream esque, <laughs> I that was a nice welcome. Oh yes, wake up call for it me. was. It was like ah yes, it's Eurovision again. That's what it 100%. felt like. It was I so actually good. I felt sorry. See, as much as I'm moaning about all the ballads, I felt sorry for everyone that had a ballad in that section of the show because, as you're saying, you kind of got like not tired of the songs, but like no, but... the mood dipped. And I felt like if you had a great song, which they all did, they were all fantastic. Mm. Apart from just not being the right mood for that point in the show, um, you probably suffered because of it. I agree. I mean, like genuinely, um, until like I watched it again, like I'd forgotten like half of them, just because they ran into each other like that, they kind of like blended into one and stuff. And exactly. I had to, I have think to actively try and remember them, which is hard. Mm. Um. Which I think did hurt them in the, like the standings and all that. Hundred um, percent. Um, but I I will say that all of the sad boys probably caused a downpour of tears across Europe. Speaking of downpour, <laughs> first of all, I'd like to. Say, oh my god, I've said first of all like three hundred times. <laughs> this episode should just be called Eurovision. First of all. First of all. Um. That wasn't planned, is what I was going to say. That was completely natural. That was the best segue of all time. I know I've I just tried. ruined it by like talking about it, but I don't care. Downpour right, gin. Callum. Boys, <laughs> boys do cry. Um, downpour gin. I'm going to give this a solid nine and a half out of ten. Um, I I'm would gonna... drink this every day of the week. I would drink it every day of the week too. I'd give it a nine. I'm not going to go as high as nine point five, but. Mm. But that's mostly because I'm not a massive gin drinker. For me, um, this is on par with Harris. I don't know what it is about the islands. I haven't tried Barra gin, but like the Outer Hebrides make good gin. Yeah. Um. I I think it's one of those things. Like I quite like Harris gin as well. Um. 
what I like about this is it's very different to Harris Gin. It's such an interesting taste. I think uh, that's what I mean by like they make good gins is that like there's some gins I've had that as much as they're kind of bigged up as being like, oh, this is like a small batch gin from like this part of Scotland, they're not very different from another gin. Um so what I am enjoying about it is that as I said, it's got that coriander smell. It's got like a really floral taste. Obviously, all gins are floral. Um, a lot of people say that gin tastes like perfume. I don't agree personally, but it's nice to have a gin that you can tell it's that gin immediately. The first sip, you're like, okay, this yeah. this is downpour. Um, and I think that's so important as a, a small company trying to build up a following um, is to have a product that stands out. And this definitely stands out. It's yeah. something different. It's refreshing. It's so good. Highly it's recommend. Definitely, it. its own thing, and it can stand on its own two feet. It's oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 great. Um, I would highly recommend it. Um, if you wish to buy some, you can find it on the website, inverus.com. No, kabloof.com slash inverus. The gin has <laughs> gone to me a wee bit. I'm not gonna bit. lie. Not gonna bit. lie. Um, kabloof.com slash inverus. You can also find a bonus section things where I will be listing uh, every Eurovision contestant and giving you my one line um, opinion of all of them in order. So there you go. One pound, people, it's a bargain. <laughs> Honestly, you get what you pay for. <laughs> Cheap's better than good. Cheap is better than good. Um, but yeah, uh, thank you for joining us on this yeah, wonderful, wonderful adventure into season three. Season three. It's gonna be it's gonna be a good good uh, a good set of episodes. I believe um, it's going to be good. If you're looking for us on social media, uh, Twitter is at Inverus, and I think Facebook the uh, it's just like facebook.com forward slash Inverus. Uh, I assume so. Uh, but yeah, um, definitely. If you search Inverus, you will find us um, on all the things. Um, I believe we are actually. I know we said on like season one that we're not Apple people, but we are actually on Apple Podcasts. Um, so uh, check us it, out wherever wherever you listen. Obviously, you're listening to this now, so you know. But um, if you have another different thing that you're not listening to on that you would prefer to. Just have yeah, a look for us. For we will be there. Yes. And if we're not there, drop drop us drop know. us an email and I'll I'll fix it. Inverus at gmail.com, I believe. Or just email us whatever you like. Um I believe actually we'll you can it. leave comments on the website under the episodes as well. So if you want to comment, you can there you can. Um and I will if reply you send to us all of it. Your address via email, we will send you stickers. Yes. For free. Anyway, actually, I I do I still need to post those stickers that I said I would post. You um, do, you do. I'm I'm a terrible person. Ah oh, well. Um, speak to you later. Bye everyone. Thanks for listening. Kabloof! Kabloof! <laughs> <laughs>